Welcome to 5 Under 5, the short-form gaming podcast where we play games that cost less than $5. Hi, I'm David Lindley, a full-stack software engineer, according to my boss at World Gaming. And I'm not David Lindley. I'm Derek Valenzuela, marketing manager at World Gaming. This week we played One Finger Death Punch. This game is available on Windows through the Steam platform, that's how we bought it, and it retails for $5. This is a game where you are a stick figure, you're beset on either side by other stick figures that want to kill you, and you have to kill them by clicking either the left or the right mouse button. I feel like it was like a like a simplified version of Street Fighter, so instead of button mashing, you're actually just... No! Well, actually, I guess you're still button mashing. The entire point is that you can't button mash in this game. It says many times while you're playing the game that button mashing will kill you, because if you press left or right and there isn't an enemy there, you will stagger yourself and usually get hit from behind. So this is probably why I didn't do so well playing yeah. the game. The game reminded me of a 70s kung fu movie, and I thought it was cool how they were able to take that theme from the beginning, and even the way that you were instructed, it felt like you were being instructed by Pai Mei from Kill Bill. The game is very visually interesting. It's a lot of bright colors in your face, big effects. Whenever you pick up a sword, you're going to twirl it. Whenever you hit someone, it's going to be in a different way. Despite any of the visual clutter that is there, the game still does everything that it possibly can to show you which way you need to punch. So there's a lot of big stuff happening, there are a lot of big effects, but very clearly on the screen there are two bars for left punch and right punch, and it shows you when you can press those buttons. It's just a test of reflexes with a bunch of cool stuff happening at the top. I think people who are good at games like Guitar Hero would probably be really good at this because the game actually gave you click left now, click right now. So I, I found that instead of looking at the actual game screen, I was looking at which buttons to push, which actually made it a lot easier to uh, to pick up and, and figure out how to, how to do it. That's a great point. I think you really hit on something where this game is surprisingly similar to a rhythm game in a way that you wouldn't expect. And it's not that it has any rhythm because the fights, if you try to get into a rhythm, you'll almost certainly fail. It's just the visual cues of things coming down onto the screen and you having to react to those in a reasonable amount of time that really does make it like Guitar Hero. Do we want to do a quick over-under on this game? Over-under being the segment where we talk about our most favorite and our least favorite thing about the game? Yes. Derek, what was your over for this game? My over would probably be the overall theme of 70s kung fu fighting. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of having really bright colors in the background and making it really visually impactful. My over is definitely the fact that there are levels where you get a light sword and that was pretty awesome. Man, there's nothing that makes you feel quite so powerful as killing a bunch of enemies with a light sword. Definitely not a lightsaber. <laughs> no, not a lightsaber. Trademark. Yeah. What was your under for this game, Derek? My under would probably be um, I didn't feel as if there was an actual story mode where you would just go from one sequence to the next sequence but all of the sequences were kind of the same. It didn't feel as if there was a, a real hardcore story happening. My under for this game is that at the basic level, it's just a Twitch game. You have to have good reflexes. It is only a test of reflex. There is no real skill. So while it's really fun, if you are a person who struggles with that, you are not going to have a good time with this game. And that's just unfortunate. The game is actually easier if you use a mouse rather than a touchpad. When we picked up a mouse and just used it like a clicker, where our thumbs were clicking left and right pads, that was actually a lot easier to play the game. Certainly. Gamepad would also be fine for this. Trackpad, not so much. I wish they had given us the choice of left and right arrows or something. Right. Does this game 
remind you of any other games that you've played, Derek? It actually reminds me of like hack and slash games that you would have played in the 90s or 80s where, you know, the 2D characters crawling, like Turtles in Time, where you'd be crawling across the screen and literally just there's a punch button and there's a kick button. Um, where in that game, you would have at least another dimension of moving up and down the screen. It, it's literally the same kind of mechanics where you're just punching and kicking with two different buttons. We may at some point come to the game Dive Kick on this podcast. I have not played it yet, but I imagine that it's at least passingly similar. There was a genre of flash stick figure fighting games, and this is very reminiscent of a lot of those. Mm. You've got more complexity or less. This is definitely on the lower complexity side, but it's very early 2000s. All right, that's it for us. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can do that at our email. That's hi at worldgaming.com. Until next week, I'm David. And I'm not David. Bye. Bye. Bye.